Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Hell up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. Welcome everyone back to the Canto Cast. I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's been a while since we've had just a normal episode because our last time we hopped on here was for the Phantom Menace commentary. And uh, speaking of that Phantom Menace commentary, we received an awesome compliment here earlier before we started recording. And that was from Mrs. Binks and her Twitter handle is at Midnight Blue Gal. We'll be sure to link it down in the show notes. But she gave us an awesome compliment talking about uh, how she really loved all the commentary and talking about how much admiration and respect we have for the movie. And I mean, that's very much true. Jeff and I both love the movie. Um, so, you know, obviously if you've watched or listened to the commentary, I should say, uh, you would know that, you know, it, it's a big fan favorite from us too, Jeff, I would yep. say. So yeah, yeah, that's, you know, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We really appreciate when um, you guys like the stuff we put out there and, it's even more awesome, of course, when you shout us out on Twitter and give us feedback. So thank you very much. But moving on to um, the topics for today, the main topics, uh, we will be talking about the new single-player Star Wars um, video game called Jedi Fallen Order, and then also talking about Galaxy's Edge, the place that I think every Star Wars fan would uh, kill to go to. So uh, Jeff, do you care which topic we start with first? Uh, why don't we do Galaxy's Edge and save, you know, fall in order for the wind up? Sure. Yeah, that'll that'll work. So, Galaxy's Edge, of course, there's gonna be two of them here with in this you know near future. There's only one right now in California, but pretty much everyone's dream from a kid to adult to go to a fully immersive Star Wars land, essentially, and pretty much and not not pretty much you are in. The Star Wars universe. So, I mean, what when it, when it first opened up, like, how much have you watched or you know seen photos of? Like, how much do you really know about Galaxy's Edge from stuff you've seen online? Um, I saw the, I watched some of. I didn't watch the whole thing yet, but I watched some of the opening ceremonies with George Lucas, Billy D. Williams, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and of course Bob Iger was there, yeah. and. I just, I was kind of surprised Harrison Ford showed up, but it just proves that he's not, you know, as grumpy and, you know, bitter about Star Wars as everyone thinks he is. And yeah. just really also liked his little tribute to Peter Mayhew when he christened the Falcon and said, this one's for you, Peter. Yeah, that was awesome. Really sweet. That, that was, yeah, I think that made every... It was just a totally just a bittersweet, you know, moment, but awesome that Harrison came out and did that too for Peter. That was just, you know, just yeah. awesome to see. Yeah, I saw saw Brie Larson in the crowd. She was oh, tweeting really? out pictures. Yeah, I didn't even. See, I don't even pictures hear about of that. her there in the crowd. Wow. Stuff and, but yeah, it's it's tracked in everybody. So. Yeah. And everyone knows. I don't know if everyone knows, but 
Brie Larson's supposedly a huge Star Wars fan, and she's mentioned how she wants to be in the Star Wars movie, so maybe this is a little hint for <laughs> yeah. being there. Yeah. Maybe she got a role in maybe a TV series they have planned or something. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, I mean, she was, I mean, she, she is, I guess, because the role is still ongoing, but she was awesome. She is awesome as a Captain Marvel, so, yeah. you know, any... I think she would do well in Star Wars too. Of course, um, there's, you know, really, if you think about it, I mean, anyone, there's a role for anyone in Star Wars, which is awesome. Um, just because you know you got a whole galaxy of people and creatures to work with, so, right, you know, it's just there's so much potential, and if she were to get it, that'd be awesome. It'd be cool to see that in a uh, in a Star Wars movie. But um, more, I guess, you know, focusing back on on the park. Uh, you know, and you know, everyone wonders this, like when or how could, you know, anyone just get out to the park? It's depending on where you live. I mean, for me, it, it's, it's a long ways away. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, being not as long as people, especially who aren't in the USA, but just even in the U S just getting out there either way is it's a full event, a, a, an expensive one too. Just, I don't know. You know, I was thinking, well, maybe for, you know, I try to, just maybe get out there for like my 21st birthday. I was thinking about road tripping it out to like California or Florida and right. going for it. But uh, just some of the prices, I don't know if you guys have seen, but <laughs> one of the drinks in the cantina was, it was like $72, right? Yeah. $72. And of course, you know, that was like, I think like a really nice, you know, collector's glass, but, but still, you know, just to think Be that dangerous. just for one drink, $72, that I mean, that better be a hell of a glass. Oh, I know. I, that that's a display piece when you get home. <laughs> that glass, it, it better be worth some money. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know you're paying for the mostly for the collector's glass and not for the drink. So, yeah. But yeah, some of those prices just floored me. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm gonna spend probably just that much." getting down to florida to to eventually go visit some year then when i get i'm not gonna have any money to build my own droid or make my own lightsaber Uh, wasn't it it was i and you know maybe you know but it's it was a few thousand to build your own droid right like it was i think that they said that they made it so expensive because they don't want like everyone you know just think about that trying to keep up if (laughs) if like a thousand people a day made droids like there's to keep up with that so maybe it's so expensive because they can't have you know just everyone that walks into the park building a droid or making a lightsaber but still but still i mean i mean do you know how much it costs i can look this up if you if we don't yeah, know i'm looking it up right now okay see how much it costs to build a droid and a lightsaber but i mean and that's something that you go to you know galaxy's edge you're like well i need that <laughs> it's like That's no, right. I don't. I don't want that. I I need that. And uh, to think that you would just be spending that much on, I mean, anything. And and I don't even know. I've not even like fully jumped into like what they're all is to do and see. Um, just because I'm like, yeah, the more that I look in into this, the the more and more I'm gonna want to go. So I just need to kind of chill out until I know I can make it work. And then. Aren't there Star Wars themed hotels right planned to go like right outside of the park where you can 
Yeah. It's like a thousand dollars a night for like a you know a totally themed adventure essentially you know outside of the park. So right. there's so much potential to uh, to be spending money <laughs> going oh, to one of these. Here it is. Okay, you got something. Yeah. Um, I was just like skimming through the story here to see, so I didn't read the whole story, but I got down to where it says you could also build your own smaller droids for a hundred bucks. Like a like maybe like a hand like handheld sized. I'm not sure. Or like you know. Just, or purchase one that's already that's already been pre-built with okay. a price depending on the droid in question. Okay. So but building your own would probably be the way to go because you can make it the way you want. Exactly. And it's going to be 100 bucks. Um, but for was there like a full-sized, like a full-sized astromech you could build, or is it just the smaller droids? It's, but, yeah, here, honestly, though, everyone should get the... $25,000 option in the <laughs> R2 units that can rule the galaxy. So for a fully functioning astromech, it's going to be... R2 unit. An R2 Full unit, yeah. R2 unit. It's going to be $25,000. Mm. Now, is are the R2 units the only ones they offer? Or do they offer like a, like a C-3PO protocol type of droid too? I just see R2 mentioned Just here. R2? Didn't have okay. a picture of I mean, I can only imagine how much it costs. It looks for, pretty uh, realistic, so it's probably worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I'm sure, like, you know, there's there's the bang for your buck is there, maybe? I know that there's actually, like, an R2 or I think, excuse me, they're called, like, an Astromech Builders Club. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I, I wonder if, you know, what they do is if that is... I wonder, like, how do the prices compare to, you know, be part of that club, but you're on Astromech versus going to Galaxy's Edge. I would think Galaxy's Edge marks up the price a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, my, my option would... I know my option. Even though I would want the R2, I would be putting down the $100 to no build you know, Because I can't see it being, you know, so small you can fit in your hand. I could see it at least being... You know where it's functioning, right? So yeah, that is that is. Uh, any anything on the lightsaber about how much those cost? Oh, oh. I wonder if I I would ima- I would hope a lightsaber would be. Uh, you know I don't know. I would think you should be able to get a good one for maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars. Get you a quality light, but it's probably a thousand bucks if I had to guess. <laughs> Going off of how much the astromech cost. Yeah. $25,000. I mean... $200. 200 Okay. I Okay, I'll be building a lightsaber and buying a, a smaller droid yeah. <laughs> if I so, went. So, so I need to at least save up 300 for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I, I definitely want to do both of those things just oh, for the yeah. experience alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go to a, a Star Wars land like that. I mean, you, you have to, right? It's like you can't just deprive yourself of you know, not doing those things if you're going to go to, you know, Star... I mean, maybe you could if you were way more, uh, I guess, smarter than I was, and you were, and yeah. you could just go and just look at everything and not spend a dime, but... Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with everyone yeah. here. If I go into Star yeah. Wars land, I am coming out with an empty wallet. <laughs> yeah, you you, you got to go and lease... Because you know you're paying for the experience. 
Right. Because probably I would say maybe a hundred of that, half of that, two hundred dollars is probably what the materials are actually worth, and the other hundred is for the experience. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. I, I mean, just want, I just want the experience of putting my own lightsaber together, putting the crystal in there, and just yeah. have it hanging off my belt. Yeah. And I walk out of there. So. No kidding. I mean, that's. And with with my little droid, you know, rolling beside me or whatever. Yeah. I just, I, and I would love to go. I mean, I think eventually I will. And another interesting point of discussion. One, I think I. I ran a poll, I don't remember on which Twitter page, it was the Canto Cast or my own. I think it was my own, but I pretty much said, well, if you could go to one of these for free, right? Like you just got a paid for trip, just, I don't know, some way or one way or the other, but it was just totally down to which one you preferred. Would you rather do Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars Celebration? Most people said Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I, was, I know I'd say Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I, and I think it's because, I mean, you brought up a good point too, I think you even replied to my tweet. Like, well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, if I could go to Galaxy's Edge for free and then pay for Celebration, I'd be saving a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because, I mean, when someone says going to Galaxy Ed- Galaxy's Edge for free, I'm assuming, well, kind of like sort of a loophole a little bit, but right. I was, I'm assuming that, yeah, free, meaning I got to go in there and do everything for free. Build the full-sized R2 uh, unit. Yeah. <laughs> Get the so $72 drink. Free. Yeah, I'm choosing Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And then that would just be like all the money I would have saved from that trip. I can go to Celebration the following year. So. Yeah, no kidding. Or the same year if it, you know, were to. But yeah. yeah. Um, just, it's crazy. And it's going to be interesting to see how that, you know, because Star Wars fans, you know, there's a very obviously large audience and. Well, not everyone is, you know, obviously <laughs> has enough money to go to both Galaxy's Edge and Celebration. So, you know, we'll see how, how it, how, if anything, if attendance gets affected by the other. I, I doubt it, I guess, because most people yeah. will be more interested in the convention style of Star, maybe like a Star Wars thing versus, you know, the more immersive kind of Star Wars land, I guess is a, good way to describe it um type of experience so it's just depending on the person the experience that they want but um I, and are the parks going to be identical to each other from what i understand they're supposed to be okay so okay. so it's not like if you go to one or the other you're going to get something different or better i'm pretty like sure that. eventually they will yeah eventually they'll <laughs> you start know, to put something there so it makes you go Oh, I'm gonna have to go out to California next year and check right. out that. Right. But yeah, yeah. From what I know right now, though, I think they're supposed to be the same. And if anyone out there, you know, can correct me, if they know that, yeah, you know, Disney World or Disneyland has something the other one doesn't, you know, let us know because, from what I understand, they're both supposed to be identical. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's from that was from my assumption as well, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, so I guess I mean there's a lot of obviously big California Star Wars stuff happening. I mean you got Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, uh, right. in 2020. You have of course Galaxy's Edge opening 
So California getting a lot of Star Wars stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because isn't Lucas filmed HQ'd in California? It's up, yeah, it's up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So makes sense, I guess, from a corporate standpoint, you know. But anyways, um, yeah, Galaxy's Edge, it's just such an awesome thing that I just, it's a bucket list item that I'm going to try to cross off, obviously, as soon as possible. Uh <laughs> That's definitely, you know, a, a must, a must do at some point, right? You make a list of stuff you got to do before you die. That's probably one of them for me. Or it is, uh, it is. Yep, most definitely. Yeah. So, gee, if anyone, if any listener has been to Galaxy's Edge, and you want to okay. come on and talk about it, please let us know. I would be, you know, thrilled to talk about. Um, yeah. Galaxy's Edge or someone that's been someone that can say you know, here's what to do here's maybe what not to do although is there such a thing probably not uh, <laughs> but like yeah. their favorites their experience their you know um, perspective on the money thing like here's a way you can try to save money here's how you know there's what I spent a lot of money on stuff like that just to kind of get an idea of well what is it, what is it like to be in Galaxy's Edge and how do you manage that you know you're within your budget and the stuff you want to do I don't know how long, you know, is, is Galaxy's Edge like a, a day trip? Is it a few days, a week? I don't know how much time you could spend at there. I'm not sure how big it is, um, mm. but. Let us know what the, the inside of that Millennium Falcon looks like. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Well, it, um, does it look exactly like, you know, the from, from A New Hope? Yeah. Or any uh, of the movies, actually. Hal Grito actually tweeted a photo, and it was of the same, like, shot of the Falcon whenever, you know, in the Force Awakens trailer when Han and Chewie came in and Han said, Chewie, we're home. Right. Like, he, he you know, took a photo of that same exact spot where they're standing, and it looks identical to that same shot. Yeah. See, I, I could spend a whole week just right there in the Falcon. <laughs> no kidding. You don't have to give me a hotel room. I'll just, like, sleep in the Falcon. Stay in the Falcon. Yeah, stay up all night playing. Um, was it Sabic they were playing, or was it? Uh, oh, the Hollow Chess. Yeah, the Hollow Chess. Whatever. Dejaric. Dejaric is what they were playing. Yeah. 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 They they have the. I saw the table. I think that's that's the picture I saw. Wow. Just be able to sit around that, and. Oh my goodness, that would just be. Life changing. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's not the like being on the film set but apparently the way they built this falcon to scale it's like being in the film set so yeah and just to go and then sit in that cockpit and mm. you know actually get a flight or you know how much money they could make if they like let you take like recreate the iconic shot with like you and your family or friends with like all of you sitting in the falcon you know in the seats Oh, if they charged fifty dollars a photo, everyone would still. I mean, who wouldn't buy it, right? Like that's exactly. I mean, just so many chances to spend a lot of money. Um, maybe they do have something like that. I'm sure they do. I'm sure someone, someone I'm, clever in Disney thought about that. But I'm pretty sure they're gonna like yeah, take photos of you sitting around on stuff like that. Yeah. You stupid if you know they they don't let you do it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm. It's just. Yeah, and like you said, if you want a professional one done, hey, you know, they should have a photographer there, and you know, 
another way to make money. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, just you know, we I, I can daydream in the meantime before I actually get out there. <laughs> right. Definitely, but. You know, to, to end my daydreaming here, let's talk about something that I think is going to be way easier to get our hands on, and that is going to be the Jedi Fallen Order game coming out in November. So, Jeff, you did see, I, we both saw the gameplay um, reveal that they did, but what, what are kind of, what are your first impressions of the game so far? Well, the fort, what was it, about a 14-minute video? Yeah, yeah, just about. Oh, my goodness. I... I think I lost my mind when I saw Saul Guerrero. Oh, that was awesome. Because, to tell you the truth, I had no idea he was part of the game. And if he was revealed before this gameplay footage, I must have missed it because I had no, no idea. That was when I first saw him, too. It just it hit me, you know, just smack, smack in the face. There's Saul yep. Guerrero, totally unexpected. And I do like the, the main character. Cal, I, yeah. Yeah, the cow. And his droid, right when I saw that little droid crawl up his shoulder, I said, I want that droid. That little droid, I don't know his name either. BD-1. Is it BD? BD-1, yeah. It stands up. Uh, something, ask him to help, but I couldn't make out what he said. The, the developers pretty much said, you know, it's kind of a cool way how they came up with the name. They said, okay, Buddy Droid, BD. Oh, buddy okay. Droid 1, BD-1 is how they came up with it. So. Yeah, that's that's cool. No, I've, I've been waiting forever for just a single-player adventure Tomb Raider-type game for Star Wars, and this looks exactly like that. It, you know, it's no mon- I nothing against the multiplayer games. It's just not for me. I like playing yeah. by myself, taking my time, you know, messing around because I think. <laughs> I think when he first ran into the that first uh, stormtrooper that was in black with the that vibro stick or whatever he had, yeah, and was fighting him, I looked at my wife and I told her, I said, "Yeah, I said I'm going to die several times before I get past." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it definitely looks like it's going to be challenging for sure. And that's what I want is a nice, challenging game, and take my time playing it. <laughs> And oh, and the oh my goodness, they had a K two unit. I guess that's what they're called, K two S O. Yeah, I don't. I forget the what they. There is a um. They called the him something droid. in Rogue One. Yeah, it's Imperial something droid. But I was like, when I saw him walk out the door, I was like, oh my god, it's K two S O. But then I was thinking, I'm like, no, wait a minute, it's just when they they all look the same. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, this game, I think, is going to be, well, hopefully it's going to be amazing. The gameplay looked really nice and smooth so far. Remember, I guess they're still tweaking it. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're probably going to polish up, um, hopefully, the graphics. Because, you know, as awesome as this game was, I don't remember seeing the Wookiee. The Wookiee didn't look uh, look too good. Done. Yeah. That's why I don't think you saw a full Wookiee in it, because I don't think they have those totally polished up yet. No, I mean, I think they call it like the alpha build, so it's just showing you, here's what the yeah. gameplay is like. It even said at the beginning there, alpha gameplay or something like that, so you know it's not fully polished. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then, oh, and the other action he, 
when when he's able to do the Kylo Ren thing where he can paralyze people. Oh yeah, and lasers, blaster bolts. Yeah, when he froze that one blaster bolt, pulled the stormtrooper to him, and then threw the stormtrooper in front of his own blaster bolt. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool to see. That it it's just so cool that you know they're they're doing stuff like that. Like they're they're really feeding off of things they saw in the movie. Like that whole Kylo Ren blaster bolt i've not heard anyone complain about that ability everyone's like oh yeah that's a really really cool ability and then i mean right at the beginning of the the footage too when he's running over to the platform there to meet saul and the band of rebels he's running on the side of a wall yeah and i was like holy crap i said that is cool yeah I, I know that this this uh this I guess um developer is like they're of course known for wall running it's kind of like an iconic trademark but it is cool to see you know a Jedi just you know be a Jedi in his own element and just kind of parkour around everything it's really cool to see right. yeah yeah overall I liked what I saw and I just can't wait to one hopefully see more before they actually release it like if they get the gameplay polished release another trailer and let us see you know what it looks like completely done like a couple days before you release it just to get us more excited oh yeah oh yeah i don't i'm sure that they'll be teasing us here throughout the summer and into the fall with just little kind of maybe bits of gameplay um just maybe even if it's like five second clips of like something happening it's right. just gonna be really cool to see uh just it progress and of course get everyone hyped for the release in November, which can't come soon enough. Right. Oh yeah. That and for me, I actually just watched the footage for the first time right before we recorded because I totally forgot to. But yeah. I was like, oh man, that's right, we're talking about that tonight. I guess I better watch it. <laughs> so but yeah, that that footage was awesome. It, I would watch it again just be just for the story aspect alone, and just oh the and the giant spiders the space spiders yeah we have space spiders because I I didn't know what they were at first until they first shot a web and tied them up I was like oh they're spiders yeah yeah and I was like what kind of bugs are those yeah no kidding um. And to, I guess talk about the story. The story looks like it's something that we can all get like really invested into. Yeah, it's gonna be a really like, I guess, emotional story on this kind of Jedi on the run after Order sixty six, just trying yeah. to survive. It's and, gonna be well, yeah. Obviously, it looks like he hooks up with Saul. Yeah. That does he is he one of Saul's rebels or is he just like working for him or working beside him? Yeah, I would like to think that he's part of Saul's rebels. So that I mean, we could definitely see that. You know, he may be uh, just you know they may have run into each other, you know, just by chance. Right. Um, but you know, just their polish, their paths just crossed, just because you know what? destiny willed it. But and, and it makes you think: Will will we see a young Genersa in this game? That's what people have been talking about and questioning. Because how how soon? How soon is it after the Order 66? Is she still with her father? Did Krennic take her yet? Right. Take take her father yet. So we don't even know 
how far after Order 66 I think yet this game not is really. I mean, that would be something if Jyn Erso was in this game. That would I mean, yeah, that like be. what we knew she we know she was with him when she was how old was she? She had to be what ten. Ten, yeah. When her father was taken, so we could see like a 13, 14 year old Jyn Erso fighting alongside Saul. That would be kind of cool. That yeah, oh yeah, it would be. Um, there's just. There's so many different, you know, so much potential. We could, you know, that so many different possible cameos from this time period. Um, I mean, for all we know, we could see Han or Lando at some point, you know, in this timeline. Right. I mean, we have no idea. No idea. And, of course, you know, the big question, you know, everyone's been, I guess, because this is dealing with Jedi. Will we see Darth Vader and Cal fight in this game? Ugh. That if, if they hold Darth Vader out to like the last last mission uh, or something, yeah, last mission or last um, segment of the game, could Darth Vader be like the ultimate boss that you mm -hmm. have to fight? <laughs> mm -hmm. That would exactly. be exactly. Awesome. You know, I I do have this like really outlandish, wild prediction that uh, that Cal is going to be killed by Darth Vader. Like, if I had to make like just like a huh. big prediction about this game. I would say that Cal like starts to make such a big impact and like starts to be like so successful in his, you know, whatever it is he's trying to accomplish. That Darth Vader just is like, okay, I'm hunting down this this rogue Jedi that's causing a lot of you know trouble. Actually, so, I can see that. So th that's like my big prediction for the game is that Cal kills Darth Vader. You hear it here, folks. If it actually happened, I, I called it all the way back in June. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens, though. I'm definitely itching to get my ha my hands on this. And also, if you guys are comic book fans, there is great news yeah. coming alongside this game. Um, so there is a, let's see, I'll read it directly from the Star Wars website, but uh, Dark Temple is a five-issue Marvel miniseries that will lead into the highly anticipated game from Respawn Entertainment, obviously that game being Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and looking through it, okay, it follows the the tale follows Jedi Master Eno Cordova and his impulsive Padawan Siri Junda on a seemingly simple mission that becomes much more dangerous. Interesting. The Jedi Council sends the pair to their remote planet Ototho to oversee the excavation of a mysterious temple. Hmm. This, yeah, this sounds like really good. Oh yeah, it's. I don't know if I'll get the chance to uh, to read it, but I hope I do because this looks like it's going to be a great lead into the game. And even the cover of the very first issue looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It looks really cool. Um, but yeah, then of course it says down below, Fallen Order arrives on November fifteenth. So that is the big, the big That's, day. Yep. And well, if if I don't end up getting it, then I I will most likely be getting it in a little bit more than a month after that, probably for Christmas. So. Yeah, I would say I probably won't even get to play it. I don't know. It'll be. Geez, because you know college. I I don't know. Yeah, maybe till that Thanksgiving break. Yeah. And well, 
If if I would had to guess, yeah, this is going to be one of my Christmas presents this year. So It'd be a, just a great. I mean, that'd be a great Christmas present, obviously. I mean, I will be just totally into this game once it comes out. And is there is there an official release date? Maybe we've already stated this, but is there an official release date for Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Um, I don't think so. Let me Google it. Yeah. Disney Plus release date. Disney Plus will launch November 12th in the USA. Oh, okay, cool. So, same week. Yeah, oh man, is that the same That's week a that... Big week. Is that the same week that The Mandalorian's coming out? I think The Mandalorian premieres when... Yeah, when Disney Plus launches, The Mandalorian... First episode of Mandalorian should be on there. Oh, jeez. Because, as we've already learned, that The Mandalorian will release in a weekly schedule instead of a... All at, All at once, which, thank God. Yeah, oh, yeah, trust me, it'd be bad if you gave me all the episodes at once. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't need to, I don't get enough sleep to begin with. Yeah. And I don't need that temptation where I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm up all night, I don't care. Yeah. I'll watch the entire season so I can talk about it on the next episode and right. spoil it for everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. what I don't like, because you know, if it was released all at once, there there would be some podcasts out there that would actually stay up all night and binge it, and then talk about it the next day on their show, and if you didn't get a chance yet, you're spoiled. Yeah, you're toast. Yeah. But... That, that's why, I mean, I, I, I do a good job of staying away from spoilers like that. I did a great job staying away from season two spoilers of Stranger Things, which amazed me because it almost took me a year to watch the second season because I was so busy I didn't get around to it. Yeah, I'm I'm hanging on for dear life right now trying to avoid Game of Thrones spoilers. Oh, it's been so hard to avoid them just because, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, it this the show finished up here like a, about a month ago I think maybe a little bit more than a month, but there were so many people tweeting and talking about it. I, I, right. I think for like a month, I was pretty much just completely inactive on Twitter. Like, because if I go on there, like I, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, not, not only were people True. talking about it, but you know, HBO was also putting out a lot of advertisements about it. And those advertisements contained stuff, you know, obviously rated right <laughs> to season eight. So just the advertisements alone were enough to spoil it. Oh you know, so, God. like, once I saw, like, one ad that, like, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, nope, can't look at that, you know, right before I spoiled it for myself. Oh. And, like, okay, well, it's too dangerous now. I can't I can't go on Twitter for, like, the next month or so until it's this is all blown over. <laughs> yeah, and... see, I, I could tell you all about what I know because what I've read doesn't make any sense to me because I didn't watch the show, so. Oh, yeah. It would uh, probably make sense to you if I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it would. But, yeah, I'm in season six right now. Going to just finish up these next seasons and then, uh, yeah, and then just be done with it. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's been really good so far. It's it's a really good show, I must say. Amazing show. It's not as – it's not as – I think Breaking Bad is still my favorite show of all time. I mean, I haven't watched all Game of Thrones yet, but for me, Breaking Bad is still number one. Because that show is just, uh, from start to finish, a masterpiece. Wow. But, that's, yeah, that's making me think of my, well, 
a newer show that that would probably be my favorite show. Oh my goodness. Which which one would that? I'm trying to think. Oh. There's just so many. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if I actually... Because like, I don't want to count, like, sitcoms. Yeah. Like, so you mean, like, dramas? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. And continuing story, where it's like, you have to watch them in order or you won't know what's going on. Exactly, yeah. Actually, th- this is probably a very obscure one and but I think it would be have to be Winona Earp on what? the sci-fi channel okay I mean that that show just kind of like reeled me in right from the start I mean it had everything that my wife and I are both into has demons it has <laughs> vampires werewolves I mean it's just it's a very yeah it, it it belongs on sci-fi i'll tell i'll say that much nice but it, it's a pretty good show and right now they are they are fighting for to get season four underway to film because oh my goodness the the production company that holds the rights for Winona Earp. mm-hmm approved it for a fourth season at the very start of the third season. Oh, uh, okay. That's way too soon to announce that you should have waited till the end of the third season. Yeah. Because the money that they had budgeted for the fourth season, they ended up using on other shows. Uh. So right now they own, they need to get the money together so they can start filming season four. And it's like this one big mess from what I've been reading. And I'm like, oh, just come on. It, it, it's their fault. <laughs> Make all them rich people that, you know, that own the production companies, take it out of their pockets. Yeah. yeah. Their... Oh, man. It's disappointing but, when, you know, big producers like that do stuff yeah. that's not, you know, not, not the best for us. Um, but, man, if I had to do my top three favorite shows of all time, and you can, you know, feel free to give your three. I was just thinking about it. It's probably favorite show of all time, Breaking Bad. Number two is Game of Thrones. Number three, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay. Love Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay, let me. See. Right now, be Winona. Even though I stopped watching this next one. Oh my goodness, I don't. When did I stop watching it? Season. Middle of season six, The Walking Dead. See, and we can. I think we talked about this too. Yeah. I love Walking Dead up until pretty much when we were like two or three seasons deep into Negan. I was just like, oh, just end this already. Yep. And it ended up it just such a great job up until then of having one main protagonist a season. Yeah. And then kept bringing Negan back. And, and I think that's why I stopped watching. And I think what happened was that Negan was such a good villain. They're like, yeah, we. I started liking him. Like he was such a good villain that they didn't want to like kill him because he was the best villain the show had seen. Like, oh, people love this. Let's give him yeah. two more seasons. And they're like, no, no. Yeah. Just, I mean, oh. <laughs> yes, I, I, I started, I started liking 
like I started repeating some of his lines because they were so good. Yeah. And it, he was just so he was just so good. Yes, I loved him, but I also loved to hate him. So, but yeah, I think that's why I stopped watching the middle of season six. It was just I was just like getting, you know. Let's put it this way: I I know some of the stuff that has happened yeah. after I watching. So I'll just tell everyone, I stopped watching before Rick left. So same, same here. Well, he he died, right? Uh, that's what I hear. Yeah, it's like no. Once Rick Grimes is gone, I'm gone. Like this is this Rick is a Grimes story. Was the Walking Dead, just like Jason used to say. So yeah, exactly. Jason he put it perfectly when he said that. Yeah. There's no sub like, there's no substitute for Rick Grimes for the Walking Dead. There just there's not. Right. At all, like Rick Grimes is just, there's just awesome character. And again, yeah, it, it's his story in my opinion. Like, Rick Grimes yep. is the main character, so what's the point of continuing the show after the main character dies? Right. <sighs> oh, well. Yeah. And that's TV goes. Yeah. But yeah. It, it is what it is. I mean, it It just, I feel like the show peaked with Negan, and then they didn't end Negan and continue to, you know, maybe try something new. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> Season, like, two or three of Negan, I was like, you know, I can't drag this on any longer because the seasons were just like the first episode was really intense and then it just totally died down into filler and like the mid-season you know finale was like really good and then it died down into filler and then you got your season finale which was it just like okay well there's like three good episodes a season now out of like you know a 12 to 15 or however many it was you know episode season like i just can't carry on like this so i just jumped ship on the show and anyways what yeah you still have two more shows (laughs) that was yeah my yeah i guess my third one would be even though oh yeah one more show i'm I'm only two seasons in and i need to play catch up it would be the flash oh yes the dc show Yep. yep which uh yeah i started yeah i think that's what we're on i think we're we're a couple episodes deep into season three. Nice. And there's how many episodes or seasons? Is there six? Oh my goodness! I think there's like five or six now. Five or six. Okay. And, and they're still going. They got renewed again, so they're still going. So I'm like, oh, I, I was kind. Of, even though it sounds bad, I was kind of, oh, please make this one your final season, so I could just actually get caught up. Yeah. No kidding. When, when it's still going. It just feels like you're on a treadmill. You can never catch up to it. Yeah, I know. Like uh, Pretty much like a hamster on a wheel. Um, yeah. And speaking of DC shows, one that I need to go and finish at some point, and I will, I just haven't yet, um, is Gotham. I oh, yeah. I think I'm like season three or four. I mean, it's good. Like, it's a solid show. I think eventually, though, like, I, I took a break, and in that break, I started Game of Thrones, and then, well, you know, Game of Thrones, and I just not have watched any other show besides Game of Thrones for the past few months. Oh, I've been watching that, and yeah, it's uh, yeah. after. Well, yeah. I gotta get caught up on Gotham too, but apparently the the guy that plays the Joker in yeah. Gotham is um, the Jedi in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, he's Cal. Cal, yeah. yeah. Cal is the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, because I even told my wife, said that, 
I said, he looks familiar. And then, of course, I remembered back to Celebration. I was like, oh, that's right. It's the same actor that did the Joker in Gotham. Well, speaking of Joker, there, that move, the movie, the Joker movie, has gone silent. There's been, like, no buzz, no teasers. It's just been, like, it had its really big moment when, you know, the first trailer dropped. And I feel like yeah. since then it's just gone silent, fell off the face of the earth. Actually, I don't know why because that, that first teaser had me even more intrigued. I know. I think at I mean, first I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I put my expectations all the way on the bottom shelf, and I was like, I'll just wait till I see the first teaser and see if it does anything for me. Yeah. And it did, and I haven't heard anything since. And now, are you kidding me? Because that the trailer was actually pretty good, guys. So, and of course, DC and Warner Brothers pulled out of comic-con this year so there's not going to be any news coming out of there on the joker yeah which is ridiculous you've got the joker coming out you have wonder woman 1984 coming out next summer that you could have revealed something more about that at comic-con but patty jenkins said the promotional stuff for wonder woman will start in december i think late december this year so I mean, yeah, because the... Okay. I can wait. Yeah. I mean, she gave us the poster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, like, and with the Joker movie, like, it, it was it got extremely good reception. Like, no one was speaking bad yeah. about it. Everyone's like, yes, yes, this, this is, this. we like this, you know. <laughs> Let's see more of this. And, um, nope. yeah, just silence. And I don't I... know. And maybe it's because we're, you know, with Star Wars... I feel like they like to do a perfect job teasing and market, like especially J.J. Abrams. Oh yeah. Uh, like we just, they just do a great job just keeping the buzz going the entire year before the movie. Yeah. And I, maybe it's just because like it's just that's what I'm used to, but it's just I feel like yeah. it's just been silent. Like they had a, a gigantic firework and then it's just been nothing else since then. Yeah, and I really did like start liking his uh the trailer just. I was like, I, I think he's going to do a good job. Oh, yeah. And I just hope they don't. A lot of people are saying that they're going, they're afraid they're going to make us have empathy and sympathy for his character because of how he became the Joker. And I, I'm thinking, that's not what that trailer said to me. That trailer said to me, we're going to see why he's a psycho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he got bullied, and I was like, "Yeah, kick their butts for doing that to you." But yeah, I think that's only the start of maybe what made him snap. Right. I think eventually uh, it'll go past a point of sympathy and a path of okay, well, this guy's just psychotic <laughs> now. Like it, it's it's gonna go beyond. Like we won't be feeling sorry for the joker by the time it's all said and done i'm like yeah he's just he was just you know he was always a psychopath in the beginning this just brought it out in him yeah that's probably what we'll be uh what we'll be saying so i don't think i'll be like oh the joker is actually you know people don't understand no that's not gonna be (laughs) something like like no we understand the joker he's a psychopath through and through there's no you know empathy card for me on this one but uh um yeah, well, uh, I, I just can't, I can't wait for it. October 4th. I mean, that's coming up. That's yeah. coming up. They need to start 
maybe rolling out maybe a full-length trailer here pretty soon. That or, you know, start giving us some maybe some more photos. I don't know. I, I just that, something. Give us something to uh, to talk about. We got Spider-Man in less than a month. Oh yeah. And I've already seen eat tonight. Um, my wife and I are watching TV. I saw three or four Spider-Man TV spots already. There you go. So come on, Joker. I mean, give us some more. I've seen when I went to see Avengers Endgame, there were DC trailers on the front of, I saw, I believe, oh man, I forget which one we saw. We, I know we saw the Star Wars trailer, Rise of Skywalker, on the front of Endgame. Yeah, we saw that one for sure. I'm surprised. I don't remember seeing any DC. I don't think. Would Marvel let them have a DC trailer right before they showed Endgame, though? I think. I'm trying to think if it was a Joker trailer or not. I, don't, I, mean, I didn't see one. I saw. Okay. I definitely saw. I don't remember, actually. I do remember <laughs> seeing Star Wars, though. The Rise uh, of Skywalker. I... So I remember leaning over to my wife when it came up. And I was like, mm. oh, no, it was Shazam. Okay. It was the Shazam trailer in front of Endgame. And I was like, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, oh, my God, they're showing Shazam in the front of Marvel movie. And, you know, my wife's like, well, why wouldn't they? They're both comic book movies. She goes, makes sense. I'm like, ah, oh, you got a point. Yeah. You know, it, they're, they're speaking to the audience that's in the theater, so... There you go. And, I, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, because I used to work, no, back when I worked at an AMC movie theater, mm-hmm. you know, of course, we, we still had film. It wasn't digital. I know that's hard for some, some people to believe, but it was still in film. And from what I remember, our manager, when he was, training us on how to actually put the reels together to build up the movie. He, he told us, our manager told us what trailers to put on the front of movies. He, he would bring us a, there was like a sheet of paper that came inside the, the movie box with the reels. Yeah. That suggested what trailers to run on it. Yeah. My, my manager would maybe throw two of them on there. He would be like, yeah, put these two that they suggested, but also put this one and this one. He goes, because that's what kind of people are going to see this movie. They will see these two as well. Right. So back then, the movie theater general manager had the say of what trailers to put on the front. Okay. And the company, the movie company suggests what trailers. They send a list of suggestions and the trailers with those. So... I, I don't know if it's still like that today, where the manager of the theater goes, hey, yeah. uh, I'll put one or two that you suggest, but I'm also going to put these on there, too. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, so interesting to think about. And I was going to say also that um, Spider-Man Far From Home obviously has the advantage of riding that really high wave for Marvel after Endgame, right? Like, it, everyone's going to be just on such a good, you know, high note for Marvel. So it's going to be a really smooth transition, I think, to Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, the stakes, well, as far as we know, the stakes aren't as high in Spider-Man um, <laughs> as they are in, in Endgame. I don't think the stakes will ever be that high again, except, you know, for another <laughs> Avengers finale, maybe in 10 years or 20 years. I think they're going to hit us with an emotional gut punch, though, right at the beginning of Spider-Man, because I have a feeling that yeah. that scene with Happy and Peter is right towards the beginning of the movie, where yeah. it's after Tony's funeral or something like that. Yeah, very well could be. So, yeah, but it, it'll definitely, you know, be just, you know, it's going to probably be a pretty natural flow, and that probably does include, though, you know, all the all the feelings for Tony that are still, you know, being mourned. Right. So we'll see what it ends up uh, becoming. You know, that's going to be coming. Yeah, July 2nd. Yeah, coming up here shortly. Um, yeah, but... I know what I'm doing 4th of July weekend. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so, but, I mean, with that, I think that really, I mean, we hit all everything we wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> we even got to talk yeah. about some more there. Yeah, that's good. You know, of course, we're all we're just ready for everything to come out. There's so much awesome stuff coming out this year. Can't even keep track of it all. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got the Mandalorian. We got Jedi Fallen Order, Episode nine, Spider-Man, the Joker. <sighs> so much so much stuff, you know, that's going to be coming out that. Oh, man, just have to feast our eyes on here. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you guys have any. Other things from the audience community, you guys, anything you guys want to add in about even the Joker, if you guys have been keeping up with that more than obviously Jeff or I have been, because we haven't heard yeah. anything. Um, we haven't seen anything. Yeah, I haven't seen anything either, but if we're missing something, let us know, because trust me, we'll be all over it if there is something to see. But thank you guys so much again for listening this week. We uh, really appreciate you guys, and hopefully you guys liked our Phantomist commentary course as long or as well with this episode uh we, we have a lot of fun doing these and um i'm trying to think next week next weekend it's gonna be questionable because on the 19th i get my wisdom teeth taken out and if i can speak by that weekend we can probably get an episode out but it may be a short one depending on how i'm feeling <laughs> depending if my mouth will uh will work with me or it might just be another middle of the week recording like we had to do this week. So yeah, or yeah, that following week. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's all. That's all to be played by ear here. But um, thank you guys again so much for listening. We appreciate it, and we will be you know up to date with y'all on when we'll be able to record our next episode. But until then, I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And may the force be with you. Always. Give the evacuation code signal. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the CantoCast. May, May the, the force, force be with you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.